All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome in from season eight of The Voice on NBC. She finished in the top five. India Carney, thank you so much and welcome back on the show. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so honored to be back here. Yep, definitely honored to have you on board. Um, lots to talk about. Um, I guess, I guess let's start off with taking a look back at season eight. Um, if you would, just maybe just talk about the experiences, um, you know, the highs, the lows, touch on blind auditions all the way up to your top five finish. Just kind of like paint a quick picture of what the experience was like for you. Oh, okay. Well, in a nutshell, um, or just in a few words, the voice is, the voice was, um, it was such an incredible experience and it was really a gift. I mean, the time that, you know, that gift was brought to me, I was a senior in college, basically about to graduate. So a stepping stone like that was much needed. Mm. Um, and it just came at the perfect time. Um, I learned a whole lot from the experience. I learned a whole lot from my fellow um, artists on the show. I learned a whole lot from my coach. And I even learned a whole lot from people who were working behind the scenes, which, of course, are a huge reason that the show is what it is. Right. Um, and uh, it's funny because a lot of, especially recently, a lot of um, my friends and a lot of people who know me through other people have been asking about my experience and this is something I should go do, like what do you think, any advice you can give me. And I always tell them, I would recommend this experience to any aspiring performer mm -hmm. um, because it really changed my life and um, I'm, I'm still so thankful and grateful to have been part of it. Um, I really am. It, mm -hmm. it, it was just so great. And sometimes I sit back and look back on my performances and just sit there kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe I just did that. Wow. Yeah, that, that's really good. great. That's, that's, that's great when you can look back in hindsight and then just, I guess so many, so many situations must have been so surreal for you. Um, yeah. You know, in hindsight, um, is there anything about your performances looking back uh, that you would change? Anything, anything there? about the performance itself. I mean, they had incredible, they had, a, they had such a great creative team, and um, uh, so they really hooked us up with the set design. I mean, somewhere of the rainbow and earth song. Between those two, I, I couldn't even have imagined a better set. Um, and the music, the music was a lot of fun. Christina and I and the music team always um, deliberated together and came up with um a song that we all loved mm -hmm. for that week. Um, but I suppose, you know, if I were to change anything, um, it would have been to not overthink everything. Because um, I tend to do that a lot, as most performers do. Um, mm -hmm. But I think if I tried to keep a little more calm every week and just focus on the beauty of the music and not be in my head about things, that's definitely something I would have changed. Yeah. Um, what was more nerve-wracking for you? Was was the blind audition more nerve-wracking or was the live shows more nerve-wracking? You know what? The live shows. Mm -hmm. so the blind audition, for me, it kind of happened very fast. Um, 
you know, I I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to sing New York State of Mind. Can I please sing New York State of Mind? I love this song. And, um, uh, yeah, so obviously, I sang New York State of Mind. I just went, you know, I went into my first rehearsal, and we basically got the arrangement and everything down after the first take. It kind of went almost too smoothly. I was like, is this real life right now? <laughs> yes, it is, because the band is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, I was kind of like, okay, well, this is great. I'm not too nervous. Um, uh, I have some high notes going on, but I think I can get through them. I was a little nervous um, once I realized that no chairs had turned yet. Um, up until then, I was kind of like, yeah. okay, I love this song. Let's do Billy Joel some justice and hopefully get on the show. And then I realized no one had turned yet. And that's where I kind of started to get a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, I believe, uh, Blake, no, Christina was the first one. Christina was the first one. Um, yeah, after Christina mm-hmm. turned, I was kind of like, okay, okay, maybe I can like settle down now. But overall, live shows were a little more nerve-wracking for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's live. Yeah. Um, it's not like they edited much during the blind audition, but there is no way to edit anything live. <laughs> so there's true. so much on the line, and there's there's so many risks that I can be taking that maybe I shouldn't or maybe I should. I guess I might not know until I take them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But, you know, I grew up in live performance. I, I grew up doing musical theater and all of that stuff. So live performance is something that I really enjoy. Yes, it was nerve-wracking because now I'm doing live performance on live TV, and mm-hmm. I've never done that before. But uh, but the whole experience was always fun. You know, I remember... Those were a little more nerve-wracking. I remember when, when Christina did turn around when you're, when you're doing the blinds. I could see the, the relief in your in your face expression. Yeah. Your eyes kind of like you know, they, your eyes sparkled, and that smile came out for a second, and I could just see like a thousand pounds come off your chest. Oh yeah, I mean it was Christina Aguilera. Right. And going out on the stage, I didn't know where they were seated. Right. I just saw four chairs turned around. So when she turned around, I didn't know it was Christina turning around, or it just didn't occur to me that it was Christina turning around. Mm-hmm. And so she turns around, I see her face, and I'm just like. No way. <laughs> There's no way that this just happened right now. Wow. Because, um, you know, if you follow the show, you probably already know that Christina was someone who I've looked up to oh, yeah. forever. Yep. Yeah, not, not to mention she's a, she's a legend. I mean, uh, yeah. you know. You know, I asked Jordan Smith the same question I asked you a second ago about the nerve-wracking part, like which is more nervous. Um, the lives of the blind. He also said what you said. The live shows. He brought up a great point. If you screw up on the live shows, it's it's on YouTube for eternity. <laughs> and like... that is that is so true. Yeah, so true. Um, and I'm very. I like to keep track of where I am mm-hmm. as a performer, and you know, know that, or or I guess have a good sense of how the performance is going to come out so that I'm in control of mostly everything I can be in control of when I go out to perform. Sure. Um, and, yeah, if you mess up on on a live show of The Voice, it's going to be on YouTube. Forever. I won't be able to change that ever. <laughs> exactly. Unless the videos come down at some point. Jordan right. is totally right. Absolutely. Luckily, I didn't mess up 
enough for me to be like, ah, India. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> you know, and even if the voice takes the video down, other people will put it up. I mean, it's not like, other you know. Other people will put it up. Yeah. People will have already seen it. Right. You're not forgetting that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, so. It's also important to, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 finish your thought. I was just saying it's also very important to, to remember that um, we're, we're all human. Sure. It's very easy to forget that. Yeah. Especially as a non-performer. So, um, and even even us as performers, we you know we have to we have to acknowledge the fact that we're still human. Um, yeah. And mistakes might happen, and we might have to be okay with that. You know, speaking of Jordan Smith, I think his live performance of the Freddie Mercury's Queen song uh, Somebody to Love was one of the all-time greatest I've ever seen on that show. I'm I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, but if you haven't Yes, I saw that. Yeah, that was amazing. Amazing. Um just that good was stuff. Yeah. He's got a great way of just commanding the stage. Yeah, he really does. And he's a great great guy too. Great guy. Yeah. He seems like it. Mm-hmm. I met him briefly. Um, oh. It was a digital segment. Yeah. That the voice um, brought Hannah and I back for. Um, awesome. And uh, it was a whole lot of fun. And Jordan was great. Yeah, good stuff. All right, now, now of course, we were just talking about Christina Aguilera, and, and of course, that was the person that you chose to be your coach and mentor. Um, mm-hmm. Not many people can say that, that they've worked with such a, a legendary performer before. Um, do you maintain contact with her do you guys still talk um and also if you can maybe share some opportunities that spun off of that um relationship that you had with her um unfortunately we don't really keep in touch that much um but i i really i'm able i'm thankful that i'm able to look back and say i got to work with someone as important as christina um and she really did teach me a lot would love to get back in touch with her, um, but I'm under, I I I feel like I heard that she was working on an album, so yeah. I assume she's very very busy right now. Um, but I believe she was the one who got me the opportunity to sing the national anthem at Yankee Stadium when I went back home. I saw that for, for the whole visit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, so that was a really great opportunity. As a New Yorker, singing at Yankee Stadium is certainly a dream. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know when I I remember I went out for sound check and I saw the um, the New York Yankees logo on the grass. I was just like I cannot <laughs> I cannot believe that I'm like here right now standing on the New York Yankees logo singing the national anthem for a Jeez. Yankees game. Like that was just mind blowing. Um, so that was an awesome opportunity that uh, came from her. You know, I, I've also asked that same question to many of the other voice contestants, and 90% of them say the same thing, that they've kind of lost contact. And I don't think it's personal. I just think that these, these celebrities, they're, they're, you know, these, they're legends, and their schedules are just insanely busy, and they just kind of yeah. move on to the next projects, you know? And I don't think it's ever personal, though. I don't think it's personal either. I really yeah. don't, um, especially because they're such caring individuals. Right. At least my experience with Christina was well spent. Um, she really put a lot into this experience for the both of us. Yeah. Uh, so I never for a second took it personally. I know she's super busy. She's Christina Aguilera. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, so what about advice 
you could share for someone who's thinking about doing this for trying out for the voice yeah. I would say know who you are going into the experience um, well let me let me backtrack if we're talking about someone who's just deciding whether or not to audition my advice is definitely audition um, know who you are have a good idea of who you want to be as an artist um, I know that was like kind of difficult for me because I have so many interests mm-hmm. how do I you know kind of combine it into one image and my experience on the show really helped me begin to figure that out um, uh, and once you're already on the show it's very important to remember who you are um, approach everything with integrity um, not that you'd have a reason not to, but always remember why you do this, because that's what this show is about. It's about mm-hmm. putting you on this incredible platform, giving the, you the exposure that you definitely deserve. I mean, if you made the cut to be on the show, that really says a lot about your artistry. And mm-hmm. it's very important to remember that as you go through the experience. So never lose sight of who you are, obviously as a person, because you got to stay grounded. But never lose sight of who you are as an artist, because that's what got you there. Um, and so you really do owe it to yourself and everyone to represent. Um, represent yourself, represent your music. Because mm-hmm. um, you could be the next really big contributor to this industry, nice. which is crazy. You know, this is really is. Um, I wasn't going to ask you this question, but I'm going to throw it out there because as you were talking, it kind of it kind of gave me an idea to ask this. You know, when you look at American Idol and you look at The Voice, I got to be honest with you. In my opinion, I think this is just me speaking here. I've seen more talented singers on The Voice than on American Idol, but for some reason. American Idol produces more record-selling um, artists. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think's behind that? Is, is there anything to that? You know, I wish I knew. I wish I could tell you. I wish I could give you some sort of answer. Yeah. Then I wish I knew. Right. Yeah. But uh, it is something that I've noticed. But the other thing that I've noticed. Uh, when was it? Two years ago? I think two years ago I was interning at a music licensing firm. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of names that, and at this firm basically I just helped with logistic and admin things mm-hmm. in the realm of music placement and like songs you hear on soundtracks and commercials, whatever, whatever, songwriters, <clears throat> everything. Um, and there were a lot of familiar names that I came across mm. and I couldn't figure out why they were so familiar. And then I realized I was going to be on The Voice, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Let me go do some research. And a lot of those names came from The Voice. Um, And it was really cool to see that a whole lot of The Voice alumni are very active in the industry, whether they're continuing to perform as solo artists or be behind the scenes and be a contributing songwriter. Yeah. They're all out there. That's great. But for some reason, we don't hear about them as much. That's good there. news. Yeah, and I'm I'm very excited for um, I'm really excited for the next wave of um, uh, voice winners mm-hmm. become 
top selling solo artist. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, the voice attracts such great talent. Yeah, it's going to happen. No doubt, no doubt in my mind. And you're right, the talent that they, that, well, you know, just think about it. The, the competition itself, in order to win that thing, yeah, you have to be pretty talented. Um, yeah. So, you know, and that kind of segues into my next my next question. Um, honestly, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat a lie. I was surprised that Sawyer Fredericks won season eight, and that has nothing to do with talent. He's an extremely talented kid. Yeah, nothing to do with talented. Extremely talented. What I was surprised by was the genre of music that he sings. To me, I, I didn't realize there was still that many people that were into the the folk the older kind of Neil Young and the older kind of style that Sawyer Sawyer's like a time machine it's almost like somebody went back in time and brought him to, ni- to 2016 from the 1960s <laughs> you know he has that 1970s 1960s 1970s kind of thing going there and I was very surprised that somebody that sings his style of music won the whole thing what is your take on that? I mean if I'm being completely honest mm-hmm. um if you just sat back and, you know, just watched the trajectory of the show, um, it didn't come as a surprise that Sora won. Um, but like I said, or I don't even know if I mentioned it earlier, um, but like I mentioned in most interviews, that cast of season eight was so talented. Oh, yeah. They really could have won that. So I was still, like, very, very supportive and very happy um, to hear that Sora won. Absolutely. Although it didn't really come as much of a surprise. Um, but it's interesting that you say that because I feel like the folk genre is still pretty relevant. I feel like um, more and more people, especially people that um, are trying to segue into music at all, mm-hmm. you know, beginner guitar lessons, beginner uh, piano lessons, beginner voice lessons, it seems like a lot of people's transition is through folk and through like the indie styles, mm-hmm. that style of music, um, which, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? I feel like that genre of music is still very current and a lot of people still listen to that. Yeah, um, obviously, so it, it, yeah. Obviously, it, 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 I was I was the one that was wrong because I just didn't think there was, and, I, and I, I, apparently there is. Um, you know, I mean, I just when I scan the radio stations where I live, I just don't come across a lot of folk music that's um, that's still like charting. You know what I mean? It's like more of a. So I was surprised by that, but I was very I'm like you. I was very very supportive and happy for him. He's extremely talented. I love to listen to him sing. Um, yeah. Um, all right, so so let's talk about what you got going on now, recently. Um, I hear about this really big show you got coming up in Los Angeles. So touch on that and just uh, kind yeah. of bring us up to speed what you got going on. Um, so I've been doing a lot of performing um, recently. I graduated in June right after The Voice mm-hmm. ended, and that was that, those were like two blessings in one. Um, Absolutely. Very happy to be a graduate and... Congratulations. Time to really start my own life. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Brett. Um, so I've been doing a lot of performing. Um, I'm a songwriter, so I've been writing a lot of uh, new music that I am recording right now. Um, would love to turn it into an album at some point, uh, but officially that's not on the table yet, but it will be. I agree. Um, 
and uh, and doing a lot of performing. Like I, I was talking to you about earlier where we started the interview, I was in Miami last week for a benefit uh, gala for the Young Arts Foundation, um, awesome. which is the core foundation of the National Foundation for Advancement in the Arts. Um, and that was a whole lot of fun. I listened to Rosie Perez. She was honored that night um, just for being an awesome person. Yeah, just great. Really great. Um, and, yeah, so I just got back from that. I'm doing a lot of teaching. That's, like, one of my big passions to give back to aspiring singers. And I have a performance coming up in Los Angeles on February 23rd at 8 p.m. Doors open at 6.30. The event is at 8 p.m., and you can find the info on any of my social media platforms, um, but I'll just tell you that the website for tickets is um, tickets.rockwell, R-O-C-K-W-E-L-L, dash L-A, dot com. Okay. And you can find out all of the information for the show there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm actually... It's funny that we're here for a voice interview because I might invite Clint, uh, Clinton Washington, who I battled with on the show oh, wow. when we first saw. Yep. Maybe stay, may not be stay. I guess you won't know unless you come. Oh, a little teaser there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there are available seats right now, and I would really, really love um, for everyone to be there because it's going to be a great night. I get to perform with some of my friends from UCLA, and it's going to be great. That's great. Um, yeah, and I just have some events, you know, lined up in Los Angeles. I'll be in South Carolina in March, and uh, I'm hosting, uh, for any of the acapella fans who are in Los Angeles, I'm hosting LASK at Los Angeles Acapella Festival next weekend in Santa Monica, and I believe tickets are on sale for that. And, uh, and I'm also hosting ICCAs in New York in April, so if well, you just... acapella fans are going to be there. Busy girl, man. You got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I'm trying to stay busy. I'm sorry. In case I said hosting ICCAs, I meant judging. Okay. Um, I just wanted to clear that up. But, yeah, it's very important to stay busy, especially after coming off of something like The Voice. You got you to gotta work off of what they taught you. Absolutely. So, you got to keep that fire going. That. You got to keep the fire going. You know what I mean? It's, it's you know, like... Um, it's like a campfire, man. If you, if you got a good old fire going, if you you know if you get in a sleeping bag and go to sleep and just leave it be, that fire's gonna gonna go out. You got to keep throwing logs on the fire to keep, you know, keep it going. Get those sticks together. Absolutely. Fire. Hey, how long will the set be on the twenty third? How many songs are you gonna do? As of now, we have an hour long set. Nice. It'll That's... be longer. Yeah, because my friends love music. I love music, so we might go a little over an hour, but it should be around an hour. Um, I will be performing some original music, um, debuting a couple songs that I just finished writing and doing some covers, um, trying to incorporate at least one song that I did on The Voice. Yeah. Maybe New York State yeah. of Mind. Maybe maybe that would be it, right? Maybe New York State of Mind. Probably, probably New York State of Mind. Maybe okay. Glory. That was another one of my favorites. Maybe, but well, the fans are going to have to get the ticket to find out, though. 
That's the only way you can find yeah, out. I guess I guess we'll have to go get the ticket to find out. There you go. India, <laughs> always a pleasure having you on board. I really, really appreciate you doing this. Um, before I let you go, go ahead and share with the fans uh, some closing thoughts and also where they can find you on Twitter and all the other social networks. Sure. Um, my Twitter handle is at India Carney, I-N-D-I-A-C-A-R-N-E-Y, all one word. Instagram is a little different. It's India underscore Carney. And uh, I'm on Vine now. So if you follow me, I, I think my name is India Carney. I'm very <laughs> new to Vine, so I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, in Facebook, you can find me on Facebook. I have a music page that you can just like. And I will be keeping you guys as updated as I possibly can on all of those social media platforms. You'll have all the information on performances coming up and even fun things that I discover throughout my daily life. That's awesome. <laughs> um, You'll all find out about that. Um, so that's the social media stuff. And just some closing thoughts. Well, first, I want to thank you again, Brad, for having me back on the show. Always a pleasure. Very welcome. You're awesome. Your show is awesome. So thank you for having me. And um, thank you to all the fans who are still supporting me, to all of my friends and family and fans who have supported me even before The Voice came along. I really appreciate your support and your endless encouragement um, because that's what really motivates me to keep going. And uh, every time I go out on the stage, you know, to some extent I do it for myself, but I do it a lot for you guys and for the audience and for the people who are keeping me there and um, making me feel like all the work that I did, studying, performing, studying some more, going to college, performing, writing music, trying to learn as much as I can uh, was worth something big. So I want to thank you guys um, and to anyone who's out there deciding whether or not to go pursue the voice, totally do it. It's a great experience for me and I would recommend it to any singer. Um, I think that's it. All right. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on board. I um, definitely look forward to having you back. 